Are you getting ready to go away to college? In this episode of College on Fleek, we're gonna continue our conversation in getting you ready to go away to college. Hey, it's time to stop procrastinating, get your S2G, and crush it in college. I'm Mary Dittman, this is College on Fleek. Are you getting ready to go away to college, especially for the first time? Well, in our last episode, we started with some ideas that are gonna help you your first time away for college, and today we're gonna finish up the series. I'm Mary Dittman. I'm an award-winning business professor on the collegiate level and the creator of Wonderful Life and College on Fleek. And you may wanna visit collegeonfleek.com. We've got previous episodes of the show and a whole bunch of tools and hacks to help you really crush it in college. One of the things that I like to do every week is give you a motivation tip or a way to stay motivated. Something that my students really struggle with is how to stay motivated. And quite frankly, we all struggle with that. It's not just you, okay? Your parents, your boss, your teachers, everybody struggles with motivation. And so you are not alone, but one thing that can always help you with staying motivated is to use FADS, F-A-D, a fast approaching deadline. It used to be that manufacturers who offered coupons, like in the Sunday paper, if you clipped out a coupon, many times it would be good for a couple of months. But what they found was that consumers will wait until the expiration date to use the coupon. And so now, whenever you're clipping a coupon, really the expiration date is normally within two weeks. And why do they do that? It's to motivate a purchase. When are you most motivated to begin studying? The night before the test. When are you most motivated to get that paper written? A few hours before it's due. We are frequently motivated by other people's deadlines. So you might not even start to work on an assignment until your teacher has told you it is due. Or you may not even look at something for work until the day before you have to turn it in. I've had students come ask me for a letter of recommendation and when I ask them when do you need it because I'm pretty busy and they say I need it tomorrow. Well I can't do that. Likewise I've had students ask me hey, Ms. Dittman, I need to interview a professor for this paper, for this class I'm in. Can I interview you? And I'll say, sure, when's the paper due? Tomorrow. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't be available in that short amount of time. So other people's deadlines frequently motivate us to get done what we need to get done. And what I'm saying to you is you set your own fast approaching deadline. So you set a deadline when something has to get done and then you stick to it. Now, the best way to make sure you don't fudge on that is keep yourself accountable. And one way that you can keep yourself accountable is by having someone else who will hold you to that deadline. When I'm working with students on internships or projects or whatever, many times 
I will tell them that we need to meet once a week. And honestly, that is not for me to check on them. That once a week meeting keeps me doing what I'm supposed to do because I know as a teacher, if I'm meeting with a student, I better have my stuff ready. That's a fast approaching deadline. I'm always prepared for the meeting. Another thing you can do leads into the next item I like to offer every week, which is a study hack or a success hack. Now, you can always, always, always go to collegeonfleek.com and get a bunch of hacks, but the one that you really need to go ahead and get if you haven't already, because you're gonna need this immediately when you begin school, the Study Smart Toolkit. I'm in my 19th year of teaching at Francis Marion University, and one thing that my students really struggle with is knowing how to study. Many students have breezed through high school. They didn't really have to work very hard and they got good grades. Then you get to university and it's a different story and you don't know how to study unless you have the Study Smart Toolkit. And that's where I am teaching you one-on-one -on -one how to study and I, I had terrible test anxiety when I was in school. And this is a method I developed for myself and I have taught it to thousands of students and it works. And I've seen my own students go from making Fs repeatedly to As. It works. So go to collegeonfleek.com and get that. But a, a success hack that I would like to share with you is use technology to your advantage. Last semester I was teaching a class for students who are on academic probation and many of them just they needed help in a particular class that wouldn't it was very specialized so it wouldn't be covered maybe at the tutoring center or they needed to borrow a textbook and they didn't have one and use the technology I mean you're on your phone all that you're probably watching this on your phone how many times a day are you on snapchat and Instagram and Facebook all the time so use that technology to help you out. I told these guys, I'm like, get on your Snapchat and say, hey, who's got a math book I can borrow? Or hey, who's had this class before who can give me an idea as to what this professor likes on these papers we have to write? And you know, most of the, in fact, not most, all of the students in the class were like, wow, I never thought about that. Okay, so use your technology to your advantage. Now this ties into that motivation hack, which is, it, let's say you don't have someone who's good at keeping you accountable. Yes, you do. You've got your social media friends and you can say something like Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, it doesn't matter. Hey, I'm going to, uh, maybe you say, uh, I'm gonna start working out and this week I'm gonna work out three times and at the end of the week, I'm gonna put a post up and I'm gonna report back how many times I worked out. Oh, or I'm gonna um, be on Snapchat every day at the gym. And if I miss a day, then the first 10 people to comment, I'll give you a dollar or whatever. It'll, it'll keep you accountable when you know you're checking in because people will be like, yo, where's that, you know, hey, I thought you were gonna come back and post. So use your technology to help you. So this is part two of how to get ready to go away to college. And I would suggest if you missed part one, go back and watch that. But 
some of the other things that will really help you feel like you have a tribe and that's the thing that you need in college and listen here at college on fleek we are your tribe and we're here for you but you also are going to need some peeps where you are okay now you can take us anywhere because we're probably on your phone but get some other people too in your tribe and one of the things that is important so that you can start to build that tribe and build that network that you're going to need is talk to your classmates the people that you're in your classes with especially if it's a class related to your major if you're a freshman you're starting out you're going to be in classes with these people for the next four or five years get to know them now because when you get into your upper division classes and your professors are assigning group projects, many times that first day of class, the professor says, let me know who you want to be on your team. And you, if you're smart, you will have already set up your team before the first day of class, because what you don't want is you know who the really good students are and then somebody else snatches them up. So, you need to get to know your classmates so you know who's on the right track, who's doing well in the classes in case you need to borrow a set of notes or you need someone to study with. I've had students come to me and say, well, what did I miss in class, Ms. Dittman? And I'll say, look, you missed a lot. You need to get the notes from somebody. Well, I don't know anyone in our class. I normally have between 40 and 70 people in each one of my business 150 classes. And when a student stands in front of me and says, well, I don't know anyone in our class, there's freaking 50 people in the room and you haven't bothered to, to find one person that you can speak to, you're hurting yourself. So talk to your classmates. Now, obviously you don't want to be creepy, but you can always strike up a conversation. And if you go back and watch the last episode of College on Fleek and we talked about a lot of people at college are lonely. They're not making friends and part of it is because they just they go to class, they go home, they go to class, they go to work. They go to class, they go back to their dorm room and nobody talks to anybody. So you have to sometimes be the one to break the ice because a lot of times what I've noticed and, and it's not just for your generation, it's really a lot of us, when people feel like, oh, I'm just here by myself, or I don't really know what to do with myself. What do we do on the phone? And we don't even look up. So you do have to be proactive. And you, you know, sometimes what I'll do is I'll play a game with myself and I'll think, I'm gonna pretend that I'm the hostess. This is a party, I'm the hostess and I'm introducing people. Or my goal today is to speak to and introduce myself to three people that I've never met before. And you can just keep it light. You can just be like, hey, good morning, how you doing? Or, hey, uh, before we start class, would you mind, can I, can I look at your notes real quick? I kind of missed the definition. Just keep it, just keep it simple, okay? And if the person is a jerk and they don't want to speak to you, then that's fine. Don't worry about it, move on. But get to know your classmates because that's where your networking comes in. Let me tell you that even today, some of my best business contacts are people I was in school with, both undergraduate and graduate school. So get to know people now. 
They're gonna help you get jobs, summer jobs. I was in a class one time, I teach a, it's called University Life 100. It's kind of like a college life skills class. And there was one student who was saying, well, I need to be able to find a job over Christmas break. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And another student in the class was like, hey man, we're hiring. At my, at my job, we're hiring. Come see, you know, talk to me after class. Hit me up, give me your number. Let me put you in touch with my manager. He's trying to hire somebody. Speak up. Get to know the people in your class. Talk to your professors. Now, don't be creepy. Don't be a time waster, okay? I like it when a student will speak to me. Uh, I mentioned that I have routinely around 50 people in each one of my classes. Well, especially the first month or so of class, I don't always know who's in my class. And sometimes I'll have students who will speak to me outside of class. They'll say, hey, Professor Dittman, and they can tell that I have no idea who they are, and they'll say, I'm in your Business 150 class at 9.30. And I'll say, oh, okay, tell me your name. And see, then I can recognize them. Now, I've also had students who'll swing by my office every now and then just to ask a quick question, or that's fine. What I would not do is don't go and just hang out in your professor's office because you're bored, okay? Your professor probably has a lot that they need to get done, maybe other students that they need to help. So just camping out because you don't have anything else to do isn't really cool. I had a student one year who never came to class and then always wanted to come hang out in my office. And I'm gonna tell you what, I got very tired of that and um, I started ending those visits very quickly because if you really want to know what I think, about the subject, come to the lecture. Maybe you could email your professor an interesting article that relates to something he or she talked about in class. And don't be spammy, don't send them a bunch of garbage, but there have been times where I will lecture on something and then later that day or the next day, a student will send me an email, hey, I just saw this and it's what you were talking about. I thought you might enjoy it, didn't know if you saw it. Or, in class, sometimes they'll say, hey, did you see this? Or they'll bring me an article even sometimes in class. Ms. Stittman, did you see this? Or what'd you think of that? Or, and, and, and that's a great conversation starter. Another way to talk to your professors, and if you feel bashful about this, you don't have to do it in person, but maybe send an email if the professor perhaps said something in class that really helped you or you found it extremely interesting and you went and read more about it send your professor an email and just say, hey, I really enjoyed our class today. It really helped me because I didn't understand blah, blah, blah. You know, 90% of what we get as professors is, I didn't understand, I didn't do my homework, I don't, you know, it's complaints and problems. So if you, as a professor, if you get an email that says, hey, I really enjoyed your class today, I thought it was great. You're like, wow, awesome. So that's a great way for you to have a positive interaction and compliment your professor on basically his or her job. This last point that I wanna share with you is really important. Go to events on campus. Now, a lot of students find out where all the parties are. That's fine. But I'm talking about go to some of the events on campus. One student, after he graduated, he came back and told me, he said, I really wish I would have gone to 
more of the events on campus. He said, I wish I would have taken advantage of the cool stuff that goes on here. And now that I'm working, I really wish that I had been better at meeting people and networking. Most campuses have a lot going on. Like I'll just talk about Francis Marion. We have a fantastic university theater. It's free. They do really cool plays. They do productions that you are not going to see at the at the local community theater. Our university theater does really like edgy kind of crazy stuff. They're fantastic and it's free. The sporting events, super fun. Now, if you're at a really large school and, and there's football, then great, go to the football games. At Francis Marion, we don't have a football program, but I'll tell you what, our baseball, our softball, our soccer, volleyball, basketball, so much fun. And for students, free. And then every single major normally has some kind of a society or a club that you can get involved with. Plus there's the Greek system. Plus, there's usually student government, and there's normally a student affairs department that'll put on everything. Like, for example, at Francis Marion, we have what's called our University Programming Board. That is a student-led organization, and they're the ones who do things like they'll bring in a hypnotist, or they'll have the you know, fall fest or the spring fling and they'll bring in like a dunking booth and games and they, they like a pool party. They do a lot of fun stuff. You can get involved with SGA, I just mentioned, Student Government Association. There's usually college Democrats, college Republicans. And if you're not sure like which one you would even like, go to both. Every university, in addition to a lot of fun activities that they'll have, like I, I mentioned like a fall fest or a spring fling or a Halloween dance or a, you know, Valentine's this or that. Th those things are homecoming, you know, all that, all the fun stuff. But there are also usually really interesting events. Here at Francis Marion, some of the things that, that we've hosted have been um, during the 2016 election cycle, President Bill Clinton came and spoke uh, campaigning um, for Hillary Clinton. Uh, four years before that, Michelle Obama came and spoke at Francis Marion. Now that's when President Obama wasn't president yet. He was running. That same election cycle, uh, Chelsea Clinton came and spoke. You know, college campuses are really a place where, especially if you're at a large school, and they can pay speakers and they'll bring in speakers, but I'm filming this in 2018, we're coming up on the midterm elections, and your college campus might have, we had John Kasich, uh, John Kasich, 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 who ran for president. He came in 2016, and listen, he wasn't my guy. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to vote for him, but I went ahead and went, because I thought whether or not I'm gonna vote for this guy, it's great to hear what they have to say. Educate yourself. Don't just be the kind of person that you only take information from one source. That's like listening to the same song over and over and over. I don't listen to anything else, I just listen to this. Well, go, if you've got political events or candidates, go here, even if it's something that you know you're not gonna agree with and you know you're not gonna vote that way, go hear the other side, okay? You're in college to learn something. Go hear the other side. It doesn't mean that you support them. It doesn't mean 
that, that you're gonna vote that way, but get educated. One year at Francis Marion, we had uh, John Bolton come in, the former UN ambassador, who is currently the national security advisor for President Trump. He was one of the speakers at Francis Marion one year. Another time we had one of the men who was taken hostage during the Iranian hostage crisis. Now, if you're watching this video, you probably weren't alive then, but I remember as a young girl watching TV and, and remember seeing the people who had been taken hostage in, um, in Iran. This was back during when um, Jimmy Carter was president and one of the former hostages came and spoke at the university. It was so interesting. You'll have a variety of panel discussions and like at Francis Marion, we host a, every November we host the um, PD Fiction and Poetry Festival and we have different national and international authors come in and speak and it's such a wonderful opportunity for everyone in the university community to meet these folks that like we would never have a chance to meet. So get involved on campus. Listen, you're not gonna, you're not gonna enjoy college if all you do is go to class and go back to your room or go to class and go to work go to class and go home every weekend. You're, you're missing out. So get involved. And I've had students who will tell me, well, I don't have anyone to go with. Well, go by yourself if you have to and meet somebody while you're there. I mean, listen, you're not gonna meet anyone to do stuff with sitting in your room. You have got to talk to people. Next week, we're going to talk about three things you absolutely must do your first week of school. And always, you can go to collegeonfleek.com, get your Study Smart Toolkit. It will help you get the grades that you want. And I'd love to hear in the comments. Post in the comments and tell us what it is that you're gonna do to be motivated, what's your fast approaching deadline so we can help keep you on track. And as always, you can connect with us at collegeonfleek.com. Dot com, and we'll see you next time.